and welcome to More Like Guidelines, an actual player game design podcast. I am your host and game leader, Jessica Crimes, she, her, and I am joined today by... Hello, I'm Ben, he, him. Uh, do we do pronouns? Uh, yeah, we normally do pronouns. Well, I'm Ben, he, him. Yeah, oh God, it's, been, it's kind of been a while since we've had you on the show, Ben. It's been about five years, I think. That's what it feels about, like. About five years, yeah. Um, basically, things just keep not lining up. Today, uh, I'm just joined by Ben because we're going to be playing a two-player role-playing game called Pit Crawler. Yes, it we're quite alone and scared. So alone. Alone and void. Uh, this is written by Johnny and Sasha of McGuffin and Company. We're going to be playing the 0.5th edition. What that essentially means is the game's not done, but it's at the point where it can put out there for people to kind of give it a go and give some feedback. Like um, a beta. Yeah, we're essentially playing the beta version. I've seen this played a couple of times on the McGuffin & Company streams. It seems like a really, really fun game. Giving it a read seems like something I can run. So we're going to dive in and give it a go. But this is the first time Ben's played it, the first time I've run it. So there might be a couple of points where we get the rules a little bit wrong. I am going to start by reading the introduction that's in the uh, document itself. That seems like a good way to start. Yeah. Ho there, brave traveller. Welcome to Pit Crawler, a game of perilous brutality and brutal peril, where dangerous magics waft over warped and eldritch landscapes, and glittering treasures lurk within the tombs of long-forgotten wizards. Pit Crawler is a one-on-one tabletop role-playing game designed for a single player, in this case Ben, and a single GM, in this case me. It is intended to evoke the feeling of fantasy adventure game books like Fighting Fantasy or Sorcery series. Ben, do you remember those choose-your-own-adventure books that you used to read? Yeah, I used to flick through them. I never right. had the patience, but they, they were very... Right, this is designed to feel like one of them, and I was the same. I always used to like stick a finger at a choice to see if I could go back if it went wrong. Uh, it is written to be unforgiving, an experience where death is not uncommon, and the completion of a character's final adventure is a rare and special event. We're just going to be running the one adventure for now, but Pit Crawler is designed as essentially a high mortality system. There's a good chance of your character dying, but then it's really easy to essentially have a protege, a friend, a student, a descendant of that character then take over to continue the story. Hopefully that won't come up in the uh, one adventure we'll be playing, but it certainly could. These bloody wordsmiths. Oh, these dice nerds. I'm intrigued. Uh, I am as well. What you are going to need, uh, according to this, uh, what you will need page, is a player, a games master, a set of dice. Uh, do you want some dice or do you want to use the Discord bot we use? I'll use the bot. Bot's good. Cool. Uh, I probably won't end up rolling many dice. This is mostly going to be on you. It's all on me. Uh, a character sheet. We're using a PDF version. And then for we do not need the listed pencil. So the first thing we really should look at before diving into who your character is, is the overall story hook, the thing that gets the story going. And the big question that the document tells me to ask is, do you, do you want your character to be someone who's willingly going out looking for adventure? Or do you want that your character to be someone who's being inadvertently dragged into it? I want to have woken up and just been like, having a normal day, 
Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, I've just got to do something. You're so fucking bored of whatever your character does that you're just going to go on an adventure. Yeah, there's no particular motive. It's just I'm so sick of the normal life that that's I my motive. It. All right. Well, we're <laughs> going to start off by uh, designing your character. This is mostly going to consist of rolling dice. You're going to start at level 1. Uh, characters go from level 1 to 10. You'll be seeing level 1 a lot more than you see level 10 playing this game. But again, the high mortality thing. Uh, and your character has five qualities. Can you see on the character sheet um, fists, fingers, feet, face, and heart? Ah, the four Fs and a H. I see that. I feel like heart should be feelings, surely. Oh, ferocity. Uh... Yeah, well, those are your stats. Uh, they're pretty self-explanatory. Fists is doing harm on things. Feet is being quick and agile. Uh, fingers is being, you know, coordinated and dexterous. Face is being charming, beautiful, witty. And uh, heart is anime main characterness. I thought it would be courage. But yeah, that's... it is. It's like, I'm never going to give up. I'm going to keep on going. Believe it. Yeah. You know, that doesn't really fit our proposed idea because you'd think like a character would be passionate. And I'm just well... like spiteful. Uh, it might be that heart ends up being your low stat because we're going to randomly assign a size of dice to each of these to represent how good your character is at it. So um, a d12 being the best and d4 being the worst. Uh, you're also going to have things like a background, an expertise, some items, but I think it's best if we start off with the stats. Sweet. Yeah. So... I have a table in front of me here with fists, feet, fingers, face, and heart on them with uh, numbers assigned. You're going to start off by rolling a d10. That's exclamation point 1d10 in our pretty little Discord server. And that will give you your first stat as a d10, which is going to be your second best. Okay, that's a seven. A seven is face. So on your character sheet, if you're able to edit it... Yeah, I have to draw on it with a pencil tool, but it's actually... it's kind of fun. That'll do. Uh, Yeah, your face is D10, so it's the thing you're second best at, essentially. Okay, 10. And so whenever you do things with your face, so to speak, you'll be rolling a D10. Got bigger numbers on it. Uh, Next up, roll a D8. There's a, essentially a flowchart oh, no. converting your thought die rolls to stats. Uh, you rolled a nine on that d8. <laughs> I, 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 I just you get my... another face out the back of your head. No. D8. A six. That's a six. So I half that to three and then count down three on this chart. That's fingers. Why do so... you... Okay. Yeah, I, I swear that this is um, not just me making it up as I go. Oh, is that my feet? Your feet, D8. Not a six? Uh, yeah, now a six. Wait, 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 where's the three? What do you mean? I thought you halved it. Uh, and then I literally count down, like, um, one, like... Fists is one, feet is two, fingers is three, other than, you know, removing the ones that you've already got. Okay, so I roll a, I roll a what now? A three or a six? Uh, roll a, yeah, roll a d6, because 
You would be rolling a d6 and halving it, but we don't need to. A four. Uh, that will be hard. <laughs> Sorry, <Wait>. I sounded <laughs> really unsure. Okay. No, hang on. How have you got a four? Oh, we half it. Yeah, sorry, that'll be feet. What? Okay. Have you already had feet? Do you want to see my? Do you want to see my work so far? Here's my right. work so far. <laughs> what is that next to feet? Looks like you've written D sixty six. I wrote a. I wrote a six. No, I wrote an eight. <laughs> oh, okay. And I put, put a six after it. Right. Does that look uh, correct? That, uh, uh, yeah, that looks correct. Roll a d4. Okay. One d4. <laughs> oh my Confiscating your dice privileges. Right, half of that rounded down would be a two. So your fingers are d4. What do you mean a d4? What sided dice? But it's a... Round it down, half is a two. Why does it go up to four? Because this is for working out which stat to give the d4 to. Oh, it's a corresponding table, I see. Okay. Kind of, yeah. Um, So your heart should be six and your fingers should be four. Six, four. Okay, fixed. And then that leaves only your last stat, which I believe is fists, as a d12. Oh, damn. So, do you want to uh, give me a reminder of what we've allocated to what? Because that was a lot of numbers and essentially it felt more like alchemy because I can't see what you're writing. I'm just doing the formula and yelling. Do you want to tell me what that says? <laughs> okay, so for fists, we've got... For fists, says 12. Big punch. Big punch. <laughs> My fingers, my brittle fingers, are a four. Feet six, face ten, which is pretty good. Heart six, so we're halfway with the passion. That's good. Yeah, you know, you're um, not fully in, not fully out. Okay. Uh, Next up, we're going to determine your background. Uh, You're simply going to roll a 1D100 and compare it to this table. Do you have access to the table? Is it in the PDF? In pit crawler brackets one, I think it'll be what I've sent you. I don't think I got uh, anything other than oh yeah, it's above. Cool. Uh, Twenty-two year old, yeah. Um. Yeah. That would make you a carpenter. That's me. I'm a carpenter. That actually fits so well. Uh, yeah, because you're hench as well. So I'm gonna find the carpenter appendix to see what that gets you because that should give you certain expertises i'm not gonna lie i thought an appendix was a body part but it's both oh my god oh also while i scroll through this document uh, because i i can't be bothered lifting my left hand up to the keyboard to press ctrl f uh, I'm going to let folks know we're also going to be using the Wizards Supplement, which I haven't sent then. But uh, this is also available with the Pip Crawler 0.5 rules on the McGuffin Company Patreon. And it's just a compendium of wizards. In Pip Crawler, wizards are dicks. They have far too much power. 
they cause a lot of problems. They generally just kind of shack up somewhere and ruin everything for everyone. Uh, so your, in, your adventure will be being influenced by a particular wizard that I have chosen from that supplement. A secret wizard? Secret wizard! Their logo is so nice. The Mugafin and Company one? Yeah, I love it. Oh, it's so nice. Um, so now we need to decide your expertises. So you have certain subjects that you're particularly skilled and knowledgeable about. Some of them are practical, like acrobatics or swindling. Some of them are more academic. I am basically reading this from the document. As a carpenter, you get to pick two expertise from the list I'm about to give you. Um, these are... So by default, you have woodworking. Okay, good. As an expertise. Expected. And you can pick one more of these... Balanced weapons, traps, mechanical devices, or sailing. Oh my god. Sailing sounds so big, and traps sound so useful. Both are true, yes. Only one? Uh, You may pick one more, yes, because a carpenter has to have woodworking, essentially. I want to go for... Uh, traps. Oh, I, th- I was sure you were going to go for sailing. I okay. mean, I would love to go for a sail, but I don't think that's going to help me. I don't actually know. It's hard to I tell. mean, if you if you t- if you take traps, there's going to be traps, and if you take sailing, there's going to be sailing. And frankly, at this point, there's probably going to be both to make you regret not taking the other one. I'll just go for traps. No, I'll go for sailing. I'll go for sailing, but can I go in a tiny boat? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We can give you a fucking canoe that you've just kind of attached a bread sheet to. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, and you also get some items. Uh, as a carpenter, uh, you start off with a hacksaw and some measuring tape. That goes in my... Okay. Uh, yeah, you have a certain number of inventory slots, essentially. Hack... Saw... What was the second one? Measuring tape. I'm just going to put M tape because drawing okay. with my crayon hands, mouse, it's... Uh, of I... course, your character, who we haven't named yet, uh, is more than just a carpenter, even if their background is quite a simple one. There is an element of random chance in here. So you're going to take another expertise... And two more items by rolling on some tables. So first, if you want to roll me a D100 to get your other expertise. D1, 1, D100. 76. Not bad. Well. That's, oh, that's smithing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm just with a handyman. All yeah, right. we've really got a character coming together here. This is nice. Um, of course, me and Ben haven't discussed this game, this character, or come up with any ideas separately at all. Uh, Everything you're hearing today is going to be fully improvised, just based on the tables and the rules in this document. So now you have two more random items, so we need you to roll uh, two more Ds 100, if you want to do them one at a time. 82. 82 is a shovel. Ah, oh, 
All right. You could beat someone to death with a shovel. I mean, if you wanted, I don't know if that's going to be the default. Yeah, and then I'm going to cut them up with my hacksaw and then tape them back together. Oh, wait, it's not. Jesus. <laughs> it's a measuring tape. <laughs> you can make them a fetching suit to be buried in. And put them in a trap and then sail away. Oh, wait, I'm not doing a trap. All right, well, I. I... Give me uh, one more random item. Thirty-four. Flask of oil. Hmm. All right, that makes sense. I suppose you could be using it on your uh, micro ship. What to lubricate the ship to increase? Like waterproofing, maybe, or for burning. I don't know. Oh. Next up, oil. You're gonna need a com. So you currently have uh, four items, correct? And one empty companion slot. Yep, that is correct. Alright. Uh, by the way, you only start, you see how you have five inventory slots checked off? And yeah. One that, companion slot? That's my, like, capacity. Yeah, you can kind of increase that by levelling up. But for now, yeah, we are going to start off by getting you a companion. Sweet. Your options, and you do get to choose this, this won't be rolled. Uh, your options for a companion are a warrior, who is good at fists and has three health. Alright. A scoundrel, who is good at feet, like really good at feet and has two health. A tinkerer, who is really good at fingers and has two health. A storyteller, who is pretty good at face and has two health. A steed, which has five item slots and will essentially run off when you're in danger, but eventually come back. Uh, a pet, which has uh, 1d10 of heart and three health. Or none, which lets you upgrade any one of your stats. If you want a boat, I think it'd be interesting to make that the steed. So you've just kind of oh, I got an extra about that. Got an extra five item slots. Is the steed like a mount rather than a um, person? Yeah, a steed, I, it seems to be leaning towards it being a horse or a donkey or, you know, some kind of I animal. was thinking the storyteller could be cool on a boat, but then I could also force you to do something with your voice. But also, yeah, sounds like a I think... Uh, uh... Well, what it's going to mean, <laughs> if you go with Steed, then you will have five extra item slots. If you go with Storyteller, you'll have someone with you who's good at face rolls, but you won't get the extra item slots from having a boat. I also couldn't um, carry them, could I? I mean, I can't carry my boat with me, so... Then I wouldn't have. Uh, yeah, that's true, I suppose. You can't... We could try and keep your adventure constantly next to a canal. I could just never leave the boat. Do you want to see if we can do an entire game on a boat? <laughs> like, on a, on, on, on a fucking canoe? That could be a laugh. <laughs> well, all I have is a fucking flask of oil and a shovel one. Everything just happens to you on the boat as you're sailing down the river on your adventure. Okay, but maybe we could use the storyteller to bait people onto the boat. Yeah, that's which is really there's something coming together. There. But on one condition, do you have to do the voice? I have to do all the voices other than yours. Okay, fantastic. 
Uh, you begin with a maximum of seven hit points. Roll 1d20. You begin with that many copper pennies. That was a 16. And your adventurer needs a name. Cleavage. No, uh... Cleavage! <laughs> um... All right, how about we take a quick break, and when we come back, I will have actually uh, refreshed myself on the rules and mechanics, and Ben will have a character name. Yeah, sure, let's do it. And welcome back. So, firstly, the uh, most important question, Ben, do we have a name for this character? Oh, I forgot my homework. I also, only... forgot my, I also forgot my homework. I had a lovely sip of tea instead. Grey, grey tree, grey tree, grey tree, the carpenter. Yes. With a a little boat. Storyteller will come up later, I'm sure. And there was something else that I've forgotten. That's fine. Cool. Yeah, let's dive straight into it then. Can you tell me, where does Grey Tree live? Presumably it's by, like, a river or a canal, some kind of body of water. Chester. No, I'm joking. Uh, I imagine a little fishing village. That's quite nice. Okay, down, like, by the shore. Yeah, by the shore, you know, I don't know what they need metal and well, maybe wood for the boats, but I presume... Like fix, fixing up fishing boats, yeah. Yeah. But maybe, okay. like, I don't know, I guess a carpenter would be useful. Well, yeah, boats boats have got plenty of wood on them. I maybe know. you were, like, specifically a shipwright. Oh, we could bend it a bit. That's a really good idea. Yeah? Yeah, shipwrights bend a lot of wood. It's a really interesting process involving soaking it and drying it carefully over a long period yeah, of time. Yeah, they sit on to it. Curved planks. Yeah. All right. So, is it first name Grey, second name Tree, or is it like... Last grey... name Grey Tree? No one knows the first name. Ooh, mysterious. You could have a bit of mystery. They captivate the locals. Does the mysterious Mr. Grey Tree have, like, a shop or a shop front? Anything like that? A caravan. Excellent. No, 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 no. That would would take too much work. Um, Because you've got to keep your tools in it and everything. How are you going to drive a caravan around? Anyway, uh, a little shack. Okay, well, in that case, we pick things up as someone is really quite rudely banging on the door to Grey Tree's shack in the early hours of the morning. Uh, do you open the door? Oh. Uh, you just hear bang, 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 like someone's like proper open hand just kind of slamming on it, and then they pause, and then bang, 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 bang. I go out the back door, and I okay. sneak around. <laughs> you see someone there that you do not recognise. They are... They look like a fucking nerd. What, like a redditor? Uh, no, no. Um, I'm just being mean. They, um, they're wearing a very, a very uh, proper and sensible grey cardigan. 
Uh, I'm going to say she has curly brown hair. Uh, you know those glasses where it's like the glasses don't have a top half. There's no like top rim on them. They just kind of stop. Oh, like anime eyes. I was thinking more librarian. Yeah, everyone loves librarians. Everyone loves librarians. That's there. There, I was looking for an episode title. <laughs> uh, they have not noticed you. They're just kind of banging on the door. Weirdly, on top of the grey cardigan, they are wearing a pristine... Can I use my hacksaw? Jesus! Uh, well, firstly, I'll just finish. They are wearing a pristine white apron. And uh, they have a book tucked under their arm, and they're just banging on the door with their other palm. You have your hacksaw with you. Um, you were me- I forgot to have you pick a like simple weapon to fill your other inventory slot. But if you want, we could have your hacksaw be your weapon. Okay, well, no, because... Then with my sort of lonely motivation to actually do something, it sounds like I've gone on a bit of a rampage. (laughs) Well, don't worry, I'm going to take care of that. If you want it to be, it can be. If not, that's fine. I think I need a weapon. I can't can't go full psycho, like... (laughs) With a hacksaw? (laughs) Yeah, just... Alright, is this going to be a different carpentry tool, like a fucking ball-peen hammer? Do I choose the weapon? Uh, Yeah, I'm just checking if there's a list, because I forgot about this bit. Oh, let me, um... Yeah, uh, people who listen to this podcast a lot will notice that I am always, like, taking little pauses to scroll through rules documents. Partly, well, no, mostly that is just a reflection on me not doing the reading ahead of time. Uh, I promise this is an excellent document. Oh my god. What is it? I was looking at shipbuilding tools for inspiration. Is there a horrible one you'd like to stab someone with? I don't Jesus. even want to... <laughs> That's a corkscrew from, like, people. I don't think I can use that. Uh... <laughs> you can if you want. Jeez, that's a whole, that's a whole fucking... That is a whole fucking deal. That's a procedure. Uh, for listeners who aren't in the room... Uh, either of the rooms that we're recording in. Sorry, Karen. that is uh, Ben has just sent me an image of apparently a shipbuilding tool. I don't know what it's called, but it basically looks like a um, a, a corkscrew that uses two hands. Ooh, a sharpened anchor. Is that what you're thinking? A sharpened mini anchor. I like that. It can be on a chain as well, so you can swing it. Oh my god, your brain is so big and large. Grey tree is going <laughs> to fuck someone up with an anchor. Because a hacksaw seemed too mean. I'm going to be like an Olympian spinning round and round. and. Uh, okay. Tell you what, you can have that anchor in exchange for three of your... No, five of your copper. Who are you? Me. Are you um, selling me this? Kind of, yeah. I'll buy it. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, so this person is just kind of banging on the door. And you're stood there with a small anchor, sharpened anchor, dangling from a heavy, rusted chain, and they haven't, she hasn't noticed you yet. Okay, hey, well... Does she look threatening? She looks determined. Sorry about that, I was letting uh, closing the door. Uh, she looks determined, is what I'd say. Not, like, angry, but focused. Like, she's not going to be going away. She's going to stand there and bang on your door until you answer it. I've got an idea. Maybe she... Oh, go ahead. Okay. I'm going to put the axe down, the, the anchor down, and lay it against the shack. I'm going to walk 
right away from my shack, then go around a tree and walk up as if I'm going up to the shack. And then I'll say to her, oh, who are you looking for? All right. Uh, that sounds like a sneaky thing to do. A sneaky thing a sneaky person would try and sneak. Yeah. I'm, wait, what if she knows what I look like? Anyway, yeah, we'll try that. All right. Um, I believe that would fall under the domain of... It seems to me that that would be a feat roll, because that's about speed, agility, and it looks like stealth, the way yeah, this works. That's basically that... ballet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, somewhere between assassination and ballet is uh, what mean, feat covers. You know what they said in Game of Thrones? Uh, sword fighting is a bit like dancing. Uh, if you get it wrong, I'm going to cut your legs off. I think so, yeah. And that Something guy, like that. That guy died. Anyway, yeah. Uh, this seems like a fairly tricky... I'm going to call it tricky, which means you need to beat a six. The way this works is you roll the die that you have next to feet on your character sheet, which I can't read. It's a six. So you're going to roll a d6. <laughs> on a six, you succeed... But if any of your traits or items help, then it'll knock it down to a three you need to beat. Okay, so a threshold of six or three if I get... Okay. Uh, well... Any items like wouldn't be used up in this case, or any of your expertise? I'm not sure if I have anything that would help me. Well, I got a five. Okay, that's... It's not a success, but it's not, like, a disaster, as far as I'm concerned. So I'm going to say that you managed to get away. Um, you know you were going to, like, come down the path and, uh, and be like, oh, hey, what's happening here? Yeah. But uh, instead, you step on a particularly crunchy bit of gravel as you're turning to head towards her. And you don't get to essentially start this conversation. She is now aware of you and uh, comes hurrying up and says, Oh, congratulations! Congratulations! Mr. Mister Greywood, was it? Mr. Greywood? Mm, yes. <laughs> it, it was Grey Tree, by the way, just so. <laughs> That's me. Um, Oh, congratulations. It's, it's it's an absolute honour to meet the chosen one. Ah, uh, whatever you're selling. Fuck off. I'm joking. Uh, oh, no, no, I'm not selling anything. I've come to bring you such fantastic news. Yeah, what kind of news? A fucking deal at DFS? Yes. Ah, oh, jeez. That is correct. Um, down at Deep Fried Salivos, we've got a deal for you. That's right. It turns out you're the chosen one. Salivo himself, the Grand Wizard of the Gastronomical, has unraveled the prophecies and determined that you're going to be the one to save us all. Now, why would I care what that crazy fucking deep-fried witch is? <gasps> um, as you insult Salivo, whoever that is, this person's jaw drops and there is a sharp intake of breath. It's not a name you know, but it sounds like something a wizard might go and call themselves. Okay. Okay. Let's maybe, let's maybe take it, you know, a few steps quieter and take a few steps back. 
and forget about anyone maybe saying anything that anyone would regret. Uh, yeah, no, th- I promise this is really, really good news. Um, as a qualified and uh, pre-approved chosen one, all it would take is oh, um, one pit crawling adventure. And honestly, it's only technically pit crawling. And uh, yeah, you get a life of luxury, excitement and diversion within Salivo's grand domain, not to mention the riches. This is a great opportunity for someone in an up-and-coming industry like you. But, okay, firstly, who chose me? And secondly, what is pit crawling? Uh, okay, I can see that we have a lot to cover here. Um, you would be aware that a pit crawler, which is what this game is named after, is essentially an adventurer or a dungeon crawler with an extremely high mortality rate, but a chance of getting rich very, very quick. Jesus. Uh, The idea is that your character is going to become a pit crawler and go on an adventure. It just might not be strictly willingly. That's kind of the conceit of the game. Fuck you. Uh, The other thing... um, Oh, how, how were you the chosen one? How do we know? Yes. Oh, I don't pretend to understand the things like the prophecies and the magic, but the um, Salivos on Staff Seers are known for their 99.8% success rate on declaring Chosen Ones. Does Chosen mean I will survive? Your memory, no matter what happens, the memory of the Chosen Ones, your legacy, your story, will live on. Have I mentioned that it is remarkably well paid? I mean, this shack, God, you could have an outhouse bigger than this. Uh, Fine, jeez. Excellent, I'll get the papers out and we can get everything signed. And yes, all we need there is a couple of signatures. This is just you agreeing to the one cursory adventurer on a trial basis, with your payments made in full at the end upon delivery of the requisite materials to DFS. If I can just get your signature here. Okay, but don't look at my first name. It's really embarrassing. Scribble, scribble, okay. scribble, 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 scribble. <laughs> and uh, Greytree just signs the contract, Yeah. Yeah, I'll sign my stall away. Let's do it. Excellent. Now, I was told to expect you to have a means of transportation. Well, well, it's my thing, you know. Boats on water. Yeah. Ooh, how, um, how exotic. Ah, uh, not and, these kind um, of boats. No cruise ships here. This person, this stranger who apparently works for a wizard called Salivo, turns to uh, look at the shawl and is it easy to make out which of the boats is yours? It's the unpainted one, probably. The What does it look like? How big is it? It's a solid 4.5 metres long with a with a, a I don't know what the word is. <laughs> uh, sail? Ah, let's fucking whack a sail on that. Yeah, it's got a, it's got a white sail. Cool. Uh, what's it called? 
The sewer queen. Oh, that's powerful. That's disgusting. I see. I see. Okay. You're sure it's strictly, you know, um, functionally a boat? Yeah, I fixed her up like a week ago. Okay, no one, well, I don't know why, but no one wants her. Maybe it's the name. It's a, it's a powerful name. As far as I'm concerned, she's mine. That's great. Okay. Well, I have been assigned as your... Well, my technical term is uh, Master of Master of Prophecies, Stories, and Deeds of Legend. But you can just consider me your storyteller. I will be more accompanying you than assisting you on this first... Let's call it a probationary quest, yeah? I feel like a prisoner. Don't worry, it's gonna be fine. Now, I of course have the uh, requisite goods here. Naturally, uh, the contents of a prophecy and the aim of a quest can only be revealed to the person undergoing said quest. So I've got this here for you. Do you have a coin? A coin? Uh, she, I... Han- well, I um, she hands you essentially a scratch card. It's uh, about half the size of a piece of A4, therefore A5. Uh, hey, and um, yeah, it's got a nice quite an elegant deep like green and gold trim border and then the vast majority of the piece of paper itself is covered in a grey scratch off surface okay uh, so if you'd just like to well do the honours it's always exciting scratching off your first quest and then we can get underway and maybe even see about getting you paid when we're all done here eh I bet uh, you'd like that, wouldn't you? Ah, uh, you condescending. I'm, I'm just, I heard the cond of condescending and thought it was going to end there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you scratch it off. Um, and it shows a gently shifting, it's very slightly 3D image, kind of like, you know, with a 3DS with a 2D, a 3D slider. I've seen that. I had one. We had one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like if you had the 3D only just turned on, there's like a bit of depth to the image. Yeah, so I need to wipe my eyes, basically. Yes. And uh, you see a picture of a... You can tell I've uh, really planned this out in advance. I feel like you're using a Ouija board. Um, yeah, you see what looks like, um, it's kind of cartoony, it's obviously not drawn to life, it's just a representation. Oh, there's some impressionism. It looks like a house with arms and legs, and, um, kind of two very almost cartoony eyes drawn onto the roof which have been scratched out with X's clearly meant to indicate that this thing is dead mm-hmm. and then next to it there's a little arrow um, like an equal sign and then a Morvan sign to form almost like an ASCII arrow pointing towards a picture of again this can't be what it actually looks like but a full roast dinner but the meat is kind of half meat half brick ew and um below all that there is 
another arrow which kind of moves a lot more than the rest of the drawing the rest of it is very gently animated and it's just like a couple of key frames going back and forth but uh, this arrow appears to be being updated in real time as you move the piece of paper and point it in different directions it keeps pointing in the same direction it's okay so i gotta follow the paper like a compass oh 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 it's one of these okay yeah don't worry don't worry this is um we get a couple of these every now and again when we get a new chosen one not that that happens often this is a very rare and exclusive role of course um it's somewhere between a treasure hunt and a regular hunt so when i get the treasure do i give it to lord bezos uh, Sally, though, I think you slightly mispronounced that. Yes, um, and you will be paid well for your time. Generally, these uh, treasure hun- hunts involve tracking down an extremely rare ingredient to be used in a powerful and delicious meal of, well, uh, pseudo-arcane proportions. And so all we're going to need to do is we're just going to go, we're going to pick this up, I'm going to pick up this uh, this ingredient. Let's not think too much about that stage right now. And then we're going to take it down to DFS, hand it in, and you're going to be rich beyond your wildest dreams. Does that sound like a good idea, Greywood? Ah, uh, this sounds like a terrible idea, but I would... I... I'll do it. Well, then after you, to the sewer queen. Ah... And uh, you board the sewer queen, I imagine. Yeah, I gotta pick up my fucking uh, anchor though. I got my anchor. Let's go. Wee. Yeah, you uh, get the rest of your supplies. You presumably, I don't know, do you have a lock on the shack? A, a be back soon sign for the business? Well, until this point, I kind of trusted everyone in the village, but. But now this person's turned up, this storyteller. Okay, well, in that case, um. We will fade to black as grey tree. Sorry, I keep, I keep switching between grey tree and grey wood. I forget which one's actually correct. As a grey tree hauls the rest of his stuff onto the boat and shoves off with the storyteller on board, uh, we'll leave that there for today and finish this off next week. Thank you for listening, dearest listener, and thank you, Ben, for joining me. Hey, it was fun. Uh, we're going to wrap this up with part two of two next week. Um, if you'd like to check out this game for yourself, you want to go to patreon.com forward slash MacGuffin and Co. Just double checking that. You want to go to patreon.com forward slash MacGuffin and Company. Sign up there and you'll get access to loads and loads of really good RPG content, including uh, Pit Crawler 0.5 edition. And the wizard supplements that Salivo is from. Uh, although we have changed it up quite a lot from what is uh, in the supplements, mostly due to my lack of planning and just mashing things to fit what's needed. Oh. Sounds like a bargain. Uh, speaking of Patreon, check out the Don't Hurt Birds Patreon, where you can get access to extended cuts of uh, quite a few of our More Like Guidelines episodes. You can get various exclusive nonsense, bonus episodes, things like that, as it comes out. Uh, it's difficult to categorise exactly what it is because most of the Patreon stuff is me saying, hey, wouldn't it be fun if we did this for Patreon? And then we do it. And then we move on to something else. It's... If you like the improvised 
creative energy of this show, to put it generously. You'll really like what we've got going on on our Patreon. And it also gives you access to an exclusive channel on the DHB Discord server, which you should also join, uh, where you can more directly essentially give us requests. Sometimes I'll post in there asking for, I don't know, an NPC name, something like that. We get a lot of... um, a lot of engagement, creative engagement for the podcast with the Patreon Discord channel. Ben, is there anything that you would like to plug? Something you're doing? Something you might be doing? Something someone else might be doing? Hi, my name's Ben. I'm going to make a pizza. Ben's going to go make a pizza. And I am going to just see how much more coffee I can fit in my body before <laughs> I burst like a frog. Nope, can't say that. Can't talk about bursting frogs. Just going to end the episode. Okay, <laughs> bye. See you later. Thank you.